Hello, everyone, and happy voting day, election day 2016. I am doing my civic duty, which is to say I am walking to work, holding in my hands the election ballot for this year. And uh, today is the last day to vote. I have been staring at this sheet and just kind of digging through some of the feelings and thoughts that arise. And that's what I want to share with you now is my attempt at uncomplicating uh, (laughs) our modern day voting um, democracy. So I guess from the get-go, I should disclose that part of my major life's uncomplication has been the voluntary removal of media or mass media uh, from my life. So I have not had cable or um, antenna television for about 14 years now. And as a result, I have been blissfully removed from the world of um, cable news and uh, even, you know, in an election cycle like this, all the political ads and the debates and the constant uh, flooding of all of this stuff into my awareness so that on a day-to-day basis, I am really just dealing with the people and the places where I actually exist, and I am not plugged into a stream of um, programmed content. So I just have to disclose that because coming into this, uh, I, at this point, have not heard what Donald Trump's voice sounds like. Nor have I heard a word spoken by Hillary Clinton. I have heard plenty of words spoken by the people around me. And their uh, almost frenzied uh, unsettledness. And what I keep hearing everyone say is, I just can't wait until all of this is over. And for me, it's never really begun. And that's just part of my own life's escapism. But I have come to feel that the purpose of cable news and network television is to program us to think and feel certain ways. And from an outside observer, I can tell you that what that programming does is it makes everybody in a constant state of unsettled, uh, borderline panic. Uh, Everyone knows this. I mean, the, the, the job of the news organizations is to find the next big scare, the next big story that is heart wrenching or making everybody feel like the world is this just awful place. And we're all living in, uh, in a perpetual state of near disaster. And so I don't, I don't have that uh, piped into my brain. And so I don't feel that way. Uh, Even when there are all of these big news events, and there's always something, that's the thing. If you look back, if I look back over the last 15 years or so, I mean, there's always like the big scare or the big topic, but how many of those actually amount to anything? How many of those actually, um, you know, it's more of a, a state of being than it is any individual event or importance on things. So 
I just wanted to close, disclose from the beginning that I am quite a few levels removed from this ballot in my hands um, because I'm not tapped in to the mainstream. <laughs> and that is, I will completely admit, it is escapism on my part, but it is, like I said, a major uncomplication and why I'm able to put my time and energy into things that I really enjoy and love about life. So my world is not this dark, scary place. It's, it's full of light and the people that I love. And the only time I deal with a, a news situation is if it's actually affecting me. And then at that, you know, it's pretty easy to overcome those with just the people around you and the, the communities that we're part of. But getting back to this ballot. So my, uh, my thoughts about voting of this kind in modern 21st century politics. And I know that uh, civil people should never talk politics. I hope I don't um, offend anyone or turn anyone off. I'm not going to share my political views. I'm going to share my views on politics. <laughs> so in my uh, encounters with different pieces of information, one of the standout ideas that has really stuck with me is the idea of the Hegelian dialectic. Um, I forget the, the uh, philosopher's first name. It's like H.W.G. Hegel. was a 19th century German philosopher who crafted a particular dialectic, um, which uh, a dialectic essentially is a, a system of argument that employs uh, different poles to contrast each other. And the idea is sort of that as a, a logical mind, you really can't have an argument about one thing. You need something else to have a contrast to know what the differences are and to know where... Um, for example, you can't just talk about an apple because if all you had was an apple, it would just have these, these characteristics, but you wouldn't know its appleness unless you had an orange to say, well, this one's different because it's red and this one's orange, and this one is slightly different shaped. I mean, how can it be different shaped to itself? <laughs> so that's kind of the idea of a dialectic, is it's a, um, you know, it's a series of observations contrasting differences between things. And the Hegelian dialectic is um, usually broken down into three parts where you present a thesis and then you propose or you, you put forward an antithesis, an antithesis. And then once you have both of those in play, you can get to a synthesis of the two. And so what this means in political terms, especially as I hold this ballot, is that... In my estimation, the way politics works is that the people who are putting on the show, the people who are choosing the candidates, the people who are stacking the deck to make certain outcomes come to pass at a global level, have for a long time employed these ideas where what we, what we largely have is a two-party system which is set up in this Hegelian dialectic manner, 
where every year it seems, or every election cycle, the polls become more and more extreme. So that you have this thesis and the antithesis, and which one is which doesn't really matter. The point is you put up something that someone resonates with, and then you put up the absolute opposite on the other side, and now you've ensnared the human brain into only looking at this little puzzle and drawing the synthesis between the two. And one of my favorite ways of kind of um, bringing this down to earth is thinking about how the two parties absolutely fundamentally need each other. They don't really, they, they, they are not separate. They are one thing together that is doing what it is designed to do. And another way of kind of drawing an analogy here is to say that if you had a small town and you had one lawyer in the whole town, that lawyer is going to starve to death. He will have no business because a single lawyer is completely worthless. A lawyer's whole function is to argue with other lawyers. So as soon as a second lawyer shows up in town, they both become wealthy. And so the two lawyers are in opposition, but they are absolutely fundamentally working together. Because without the guy on the other side, you don't have the dialectic. You don't have this, um, you know, uh, dance that can snare people's minds for months and months and years. And everyone is focused on these boundaries. And so you always get to the synthesis between those two poles, but those two poles set the, set, the, set the course. It's like if you had to look up in the sky and pick two stars, just two, you know, whatever those two stars are, that area in between is the direction you're heading. And out of 300 and, you know, 360 degrees, spherically, there's all these directions, but now, boom, we're locked between these two. The Democrats need the Republicans as the Republicans need the Democrats because the, the, um, the synthesis is right in the middle. And if you look at where everything is pointed, it's always in that line that is um, promoting the agenda of the people in power of the wealthy uh, corporations and families and all of the interests across the planet. Um, the, the Hegelian dialectic is a beautiful way to basically um, bamboozle uh, a population into feeling like they are at the cutting edge of what's happening and, and what the uh, issues are. Um, Certainly, different candidates might do different things in different orders, but we're, we're, we're headed in a certain direction that is obfuscated. It is, it is hidden from us because we are given this purely participatory act of circling in a bubble on a sheet of paper and listening to two antithetical heads banter back and forth. So, yeah, um, I don't know what I'm really trying to convince you of, or, uh, I mean, I, I'm not trying to dissuade people from voting or to dissuade people from um, 
having passion and caring about the outcome of the species and having a favorite candidate and all of those types of things. But for me, it is, I guess it's almost whimsical. It's almost a light, full of levity when it comes down to these types of things. It's not something to get too serious about. And, you know, even as I say this, I have these pangs of fear because it's like, well, what if the, the candidate that I fear the most is elected? What kind of world would that be? What would happen? And what would that enable in terms of, you know, wars that would start or policies that would cripple my business or, you know, this, that, and the other. And that is, that is fully a part of this whole thing, the, the thesis antithesis is that the antithesis to your thesis is absolutely horrifying. And that's why these um, setups are so effective. Because it is catching and polarizing more and more and more the day-to-day people walking along on the streets. That in, in striking the chord they do resonate with, they are pulled and pushed... Uh, repelled by the two sides into being more and more polarized and it's just like a battery when you have these negatively charged poles you have so much energy that can flow across and it's almost like the wind-up on a a wind-up toy so that a polarized uh, population is one with a huge amount of energy in it you know and holding this ballot and really just you know I feel the sun on my hands I hear the sounds of the economy around me. They're building buildings over here. I'm about to go into work and, you know, my business venture and I'm just surrounded by all these people. And for me, this whole election noise and nonsense is really the same as a really long, loud, awful cable news show that for me personally, I am much happier cutting that noise out focusing on what really matters to me and realizing that we are larger than it than we seem we are more stable than we seem that all of this is an organism doing what organisms do and when i say organisms i mean the entire human race um you know you go up in an airplane and you look down at this whole thing that's growing and expanding and these roads that go into new areas and houses being built and waterways and sidewalks and buildings and farms and this whole heartbeat of uh, this organism, you go up in an airplane, you look down, you try and find me a Democrat or a Republican. You try to find me a politician or an argument or, or any of those concepts that here on the ground seem like the big thing, the big do or die, you know, what logical boxes are we holding in our brain and that sets the tone of everything. You go up a little bit, you look down on all of this, and it's just like a little frost star on a window pane, or a little colony of lichen on the top of a rock, or the veins of a, of a leaf, and it's got this inherent beauty, and it's doing what it's doing. Yeah, to me, I think that uh, the uncomplication is, like in so many things, opening our eyes and just enjoying what we have and enjoying the world we live in, enjoying the people around us um, and understanding that polarity is part and parcel of this whole process. But it is not as um, 
as real as it seems sometimes. It's um, the categories of logic are much different than um, the the qualities of being. So anyway, that's my election day rant for you. I have no idea how um, you'll feel about it, but that's just what's in my head as I look at the sheet of paper and. Um, Yeah, we'll see what happens.